Hi, it's Jim Caruso, and I want to welcome you to Random Stories with Your Coffee. So I'd encourage you to grab yourself a cup of coffee, and then over the next few minutes, um, I'd like to share a story with you that will hopefully brighten your day, bring a, a smile to your life, and um, maybe something you can relate to, but from the lighter side of life, especially with COVID. We're in the second year of COVID, and uh, we just actually need a time to laugh. So these stories that I want to share with you over these these many different podcasts have to do with being raised in a dysfunctional home, my teenage years, my careers, my marriage, my kids, um, the different uh, places we've traveled, um, everything from RVing to, to um, retirement. And so I uh, just want you to stay tuned and thank you for joining us today. Have you ever thought about people and uh, their story, their life story? Um, we read a lot of um, stories about famous people, but everybody has a story. And so actually when you get a chance to listen to someone's story, you get to know them better, but you also get a chance to realize that, hey, they're pretty normal or abnormal or dysfunctional or whatever, um, maybe similar to yourself. So this morning, I just want to talk to you about how I arrived at this place in my life, even to do this podcast. My name is Jim Caruso. I um, have written a book in a different genre altogether than what we're doing today. And I'm in the process of writing a, another book uh, in this genre. But uh, my first book was to do with um, part of my life as a paramedic and then quite a few years as a minister, a uh, pastor in a church. And it has to do with uh, compassion fatigue and uh, the area of burnout. So I published that book probably 10 years ago. Now I retired and I'm just kind of thinking, hey, you know what? I think during COVID, we just need some, some humor in our lives. So I have a lot of stories, uh, honestly. I just, and, and, uh, and all of them are true. It's, it's hard to believe uh, I lived such a crazy life, but I have. And of course I have this kind of twisted bent to how I look at these things. It started even as, as a kid, I, I got into so much trouble as a kid that some of the stuff I knew would be funny in the future. So I did really actually laugh at those things then, uh, which was not a good thing to do with my mom and dad. Um, so so I wanna share some of these stories. These stories will uh, be in, they'll involve, uh, you know, growing up, dysfunctional family, they'll, they'll uh, talk about high school, they'll talk about marriage, they'll talk about relationship, talk about children, careers, uh, cars I drove, homes I lived in. Um, there's just a whole bunch of stuff, uh, places we traveled in the world um, over the years, and, uh, and especially a lot about being a um, pastor. Uh, have uh, just finished as I retired about 37, 38 years as a pastor. And then um, areas uh, such as, um, you know, just as a volunteer firefighter, as a paramedic, as a volunteer paramedic, as a, 
Well, uh, RCMP chaplain, um, there's just so many stories that I think uh, should bring a smile to your face. And um, you know, I have to be honest, I do embellish them a bit, not, not to take away from the truth, but just to add some color to uh, these stories. The idea is um, really to share my story so that you may be able to feel more comfortable in your own skin. Um, at least maybe more comfortable because you think at least I'm not like him. So um, maybe I'll start off with just a little bit of a sketch about, uh, you know, my life. Presently, um, I'm married uh, to my wife Elaine. We'll be celebrating 49 years of marriage uh, this coming June. And um, she said she's been happily married for 25 years and she won't tell me which of those 49 were the happy ones. So uh, we still are together. We still love each other. We have two kids, uh, both married, and they have uh, kids of their own. So we have six grandchildren. Um, we're really proud of our kids. Uh, they're doing really well in, uh, in their lives. Grandkids are, are awesome. Of course, we have the best grandkids of anyone. I'm sad to say that you probably thought that about your own children, but it's not necessarily true. Our kids are actually the, uh, the gold standard um, and our grandkids are, are even uh, a level above that. Uh, <laughs> of course, that's a grandpa talking and uh, we're just very, very proud and, and happy with our, our lives and our, and our kids. Um, still much in contact with them and spend lots of time, even though COVID has separated that, we spend lots of time on the phone and talk and, uh, and get together through emails and that type of thing. So um, I have uh, been a welder when I left high school, um, joined the fire, volunteer fire department at that time, got involved in ambulance work. Um, that became really quite interesting. So for about five years, I spent time just um, um, developing uh, my welding skills, my tickets and that type of thing. And then I um, got, uh, got bitten by the care bug uh, of a first responder and, and uh, went full time with, uh, with the uh, ambulance, uh, which was the B BCEHS, which is British Columbia Emergency Health Services. And then ended up in Victoria, which is a whole uh, story of many stories, which I'll tell you in later podcasts. I enjoyed that immensely. I spent five years full-time in Victoria as a full-time paramedic and did some amazing things. And then I just got this call on my life uh, from God at one of my ambulance calls, actually. And he just um, spoke to me about becoming a pastor. And so um, I, uh, I wrestled with it quite a while, but finally gave in and, um, and never regretted that for a moment. And so the last 37, 38 years has been a tremendous journey and, uh, and tremendous stories about uh, my life and uh, my wife and, and uh, our kids and all that type of thing. And so um, we'll uh, share some of those stories with you in the future as well. Just over a year now since I retired and um, we're not really that good at retirement because that only lasted about two and a half months. Um, and, uh, and then we went back into 
just kind of work transitioning in a church, which means that they were looking for a pastor and needed somebody to fill in until they uh, were able to find that new pastor. So we did that for six months, and then we ended up um, out of out of that again and retired for the second time. and And we're probably doing about six months. Um, sounds like a probation thing, but no, it's not. We've been retired in a sense for six months now and, and really quite enjoying it. So that's given me time to do what I'm doing right now. It's given me time to do some writing um, and also to, uh, to start this podcast. So um, I hope that um, you can find some, uh, you know, some uh, interest in, in following along with this. Um, we, uh, we both started out with uh, dysfunctional families uh, right back at the beginning. Our kids used to say, Dad, when you were young, was the earth still cooling? That's how old they think I am. But really, um, I didn't really think that there was anything significant happened in the world until uh, I was born. And, um, and then things and then history started to build. But I've since obviously uh, realized that that's not even true. And uh, so so my life is significant. Your life is significant, but not to the point where it all began because we were born. So I grew up in a family that um, didn't have much money. Um, we had uh, alcohol was a big problem in our family. I kind of look at it like, Alcohol was the family business, and as I grew up, I took over and managed it quite well. I drank heavily um, in my teenage years uh, due to a lot of things. Uh, you know, a lot of them is, is the reason that uh, we drink is to numb some pain. And um, so anyways, uh, but I was, always the, the, um, I was always the comedian at the party, life of the party, and uh, really enjoyed life, uh, even though I was gooned during those times. I think um, I think uh, that helped me cope and be able to handle with life. Life and life threw me a few hardships. Uh, my dad died when I was 13. He had colon cancer and suffered for five years. And there was a lot of turmoil in our home, a lot of hurt, and a lot of pain, and a lot of fear. And, and all those kind of things. And so I left home when I was 14 um, and uh, went, you know, basically kind of found jobs to keep myself in school, worked on ranches, worked on uh, in restaurants, um, just a whole bunch of things and uh, didn't do that well in school. Uh, the thing I think best that happened to me in school is I met my wife. Uh, at that time, uh, she had just moved in from uh, another area in the Okanagan into our little town and um, and I just kind of fell head over heels in love with her and um, and she didn't like me at the beginning and this is a, this puzzles me because I can't imagine anyone not liking me on first impressions but <laughs> of course of course I probably was a bit of a of a you know jerk and uh, and uh, you know rough tough cowboy exterior and and um, anyways, uh, she uh, eventually, I won her. I won her over and she married me. Um, we were married uh, when we, uh, I was, she was pretty young. 
she was 18, and um, and I thought that was quite young. So I was, uh, I would, I wanted to wait till I was 19 because there's a lot more maturity in that last year. <laughs> they say you might as well get married when you know everything because uh, that's the best time to operate. And um, and so we were 18 and 19. It just scares me now to think about kids getting married at 18 and 19 but we made it we uh we had our ups and downs um four years later we had our first daughter our first child daughter and uh and then a couple years later we had our son and we kind of grew up um you know as welder at that time and then we went in and and as as the stories begin to unfold you'll you'll uh, hear the kind of progress of of their lives and our lives as well um, I think it shaped my life, uh, being raised in a dysfunctional family. I, I think um, you have a different insight. You don't have all the things that maybe a normal, regular family has. And, and honestly, if you have one of those kind of families, you're very rich. Um, we were able to create that type of family in, in our home. And uh, so we have that family with our kids and our grandkids. And we really enjoy we enjoy life. We enjoy life and we enjoy the relationships we have. Um, my mom was a hard worker and uh, she she would have to work sometimes two jobs. So she'd be gone in the morning and then she'd be gone like for an afternoon shift. So we're kind of left on our own, my sister and I. My, my two older brothers had left home at that time. So I was about 14 or whatever, 13, 14, just after my dad passed away. And so I hung out with this other kid um, and and one night when my mom was working night shift, I decided, you know, I don't I don't need to be home. What I'll do is I'll just uh, I'll make it look like I'm sleeping in my bed when she comes home, and that'll be fine. And I'll come home really late, sneak in the house, and everything will be fine. So what I did is I took one of those styrofoam heads that uh, women used to hang their their uh, wigs on, and um, I took. <laughs> I took a felt pen and drew little sleeping eyes on it. I put it in my bed uh, with uh, my head on, or the styrofoam head on the pillow. And uh, then I <laughs> filled the whole rest of the bed up in you know, clothing. It looked like I was sleeping in there. My mom came home probably 11.30, 12 o'clock off her shift, looked in, in the window or it looked in the door to see if I was in bed. And uh, someone was in bed, but it looked like somebody who died was in bed because the moon was the moonlight was shining down on this uh, white styrofoam head that looked like there was a corpse in the bed and uh, she was just like she she was so upset that I made might have died uh, while she was at work um, and then she went in and she was more upset to find out that I wasn't there and so she was really really angry with me and so I think those kind of things affected the way I look at life because that was a that was a mixed message. I mean, she was concerned about me dying, and then she was wanting to kill me. So, so I I think you can understand how your brain could get a little bit twisted in something like that. There was lots of times that my mom and I uh, um, didn't communicate very well. Um, she was <laughs> she was Irish, um, and she was a corporal in the in the army during the war and my dad was Italian um, and he was a private in the war um, helped liberate Holland and they met after 
the Second World War in Victoria and, and got married. Uh, but my mom was, she had red hair and she was Irish and she had an eyebrow that, that would move up underneath the hairline in her forehead and that's the last thing that you can recall before you went unconscious. <laughs> she, she, was, um, she was a hot Irishman, Irish person, I guess. And, um, and then with my dad, I mean, with the Irish, it was, uh, you know, hug or slug. Uh, Irish and Italian mix was just, a, was just a, an ignition point looking for a place to happen. So, um, you know, things my mom would say is when I came home, and I'd, I was already starting to drink a little bit, and she'd say, where were you? And I would say uh, about where I was, and she'd say, shut up when I'm talking to you. And then she'd say, I asked you, where were you? And then I would say where I was gonna, where I was, and she would say, shut up while I'm talking to you. And so this kind of went on for a while. Uh, sometimes she would just, um, she would just kind of utter threats. And maybe you, as a mother, have said this, Maybe you as a child have heard this and said to yourself, I'll never say those kind of things either. But so <laughs> my mom would say, if you don't smarten up, I'll knock you into the middle of next week. And, um, and things like, I'm gonna, rip, <laughs> I'm gonna rip your arm off and slap you with a soggy end. Um, my dad had, uh, he had medications uh, that he, he needed from the drugstore and we lived only at like a right behind the drugstore so a half a block away and one one time my mom was really angry with me and and uh she said i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna beat you till your tongue hangs out down to the drugstore and then i of course <laughs> not the sharpest knife in the drawer um wisest young person to say this but i responded back with well that would be handy because then i can just ask the pharmacist to put the pills that dad ordered on my tongue and he can roll them up and I won't have to go down there. <laughs> that was not the right answer. So I know I caused her lots of uh, gray hair and, and uh, probably lots of strife and stress uh, just because I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a hand, you know, a handful of, uh, of a person while she was trying to make ends meet and, and trying to raise my sister and I um, in our home. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. Um, from there, I, I went into, um, into a, uh, the volunteer fire department as I grew up and after we got married. And, um, and it was really interesting because I found my niche in life. I found my niche helping people. And so I went from there helping people and, and loving to help people. Um, in their distress and in their tri and their crises, and from that I became a paramedic and then an administer of the gospel, a preacher, and then I combined those things throughout my ministry. And so I'll share quite a few stories about that. That's kind of a bit of a quick overview of life uh, that I've experienced, and um, and so out of that little picture. Um, are many, many stories that I'll share um, once a week. Uh, I'll, I'll bring a new story. So that you can have time with your coffee, whether you're sitting there in the morning with your coffee, or maybe you're out for a walk with a coffee, or or just whatever, commuting. Um, 
that you might just find uh, some of this stuff quite interesting. I have a web page, um, and I'll give you all that information as well. Um, you'll be able to find it on my podcast uh, um, information. Just want to thank you for joining me this morning. And um, look, I'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of me at uh, carusojim53 at gmail.com. Just send me a message and, and um, you know, um, I would, I'd love to hear from you. And so uh, have a great day. Hope this brought a bit of a smile to your Hey, thanks again for joining me, Jim Caruso, at uh, the podcast Random Stories with Your Coffee. Hope you enjoyed today. I hope uh, brought a smile to your face. Um, please contact me. Uh, send me a like, send me a follow, whatever, whatever little button comes up uh, where you pick up this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and the information is uh, found on my website, which is actually a Facebook page. And it's just under the same name, Random Stories with Your Coffee. So look it up. Um, contact me. My contact information's there. Thank you again. I look forward to connecting with you with a new pot of coffee. All right.